Hey, it's your girl Ashley Easton, founder of the Amateur Expert brand, and you're not gonna believe what we have coming up for you next. Ooh, tell me more. Hello, hello, everybody. It's your girl Ashley, the Amateur Expert, coming to you live today for this episode of Talk Tuesday. Super excited to have my weed sister, my CMO, and all of the people to me on this uh on this live today it's going to be good i see we got some people joining super excited happy talk tuesday everybody welcome 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 i hope everyone is having a great day super excited that a firm armor is launching this week it has been a true labor of love that is what I can say. But I'm excited that on Friday we are going to have the drop. Ah, Rara is in the room so we can get started. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. The concept of the show is to um, talk to our guests about their career path, their idea of success, and the tips and motivators that they use along the way. So our guest of the day is in the room, and so we shall get started. Well, hello there. Hello. Welcome to the other side. You are normally very active in the comments, and so I am happy to have you on the screen today. It's it's a new territory for me, you know? Not the CMO, Tiara. This is what we're going to pin. (laughs) I love it. So I would like to welcome you all to the show we're gonna get started we have my cmo and my lean sister rajini here with us so if you could my good sis could you introduce yourself tell us who you are and what you are doing currently for work so let's get right to it right i feel like Jump ashley in. can introduce me better y'all but it's okay we're gonna let you do the, the honors and if you okay. if you just so happen to miss anything i will definitely okay. fill in the gaps you guys Let's do it. So, hey, everyone. I'm Rajane. I am a multicultural marketing strategist. Recent grad, just got my master's, and I am an uncertified international traveler <laughs> going on world tours constantly. That's about it. I do um, a little bit of everything. I am the amateur expert. Hey, that? <laughs> okay, I feel it. I love it. Uh, Raj is also my CMO, which is amazing for um, a firm Dharma. She is wicked smart and very helpful, and y'all need to get at her. But let's go on with the show. So, Raj, when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up, and why? You know, the funny thing is, I watch the show all the time, and you would think I would be prepared for this, but being on the other side is different. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear it. I think, so, well, Ash likes to say I'm 12, so I'm still growing up, y'all. Um, <laughs> but when you were, like, a little, little girl. I think growing up, especially, like, a Caribbean household, it's, like, um, with immigrant parents, it's, like, all right, you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer. I thought I was going to be a great uh, lawyer, to be honest. You know, I, I still think so. You know, they say Libras make great lawyers. Oh, but... here we go. <laughs> Actually, one of my really good friends is a Libra and a lawyer. So, I mean, there could be some parallels There's there. Definitely. Come on, like the justice scale. Come on. I mean, you, you're, hey. you're onto something. Yeah, but law is a little too, you know, desk, like, mm-hmm. office type for me. I think now as I, like, continue, it's uh, – I always knew I was creative. 
Um, mm-hmm. one, at one point, I thought I was going to be a singer, but y'all not ready for those pipes. I but. think I, I think I think the people <laughs> might be ready. Would you like you know to what? display something? Listen, is, is Gina in here? We got to do a little bit stuff. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so you wanted to be a lawyer. You thought about being a lawyer based on um, family, or just was there a TV show that you watched? Was there a teacher? Was there a lawyer that you knew? Just sort of like what drew you to being to lawyer, uh, wanting to be a lawyer? What do you think? I think it was. Like, and I think the character trait that was common is just the justice aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. So I always knew I liked helping people. So at the time, um, I think when you're just told these are the careers that exist, mm-hmm. you're just like, well, this is like the box I'm going to fall into. So yeah. being a lawyer will allow you to help people, will allow you to like get justice for individuals and things like that. But like, as I continue to get older and like start, like noticing and learning more about other career options obviously that shifted Mm -hmm. yeah very good okay so what was your idea of success like what did you think was um successful when you were younger what did you think it meant to be a success Hmm. I think I think I'm still honestly I'm still struggling with that question right uh I think growing up success meant like the accolades right so checking the box making your parents proud um just more so I think like society teaches us that success is to be to be known kind of Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. allowing people to if you're known you're successful right and the metric is influence but like now like I'm just like I'm learning like that's not success to me Mm -hmm. like everyone knowing who you are and what you do is not success for me like that's not it at all and I, but I think that makes sense because you're, um, since you were younger, you wanted to help people, right? And so you, that, that seems to be someone to me who wants to be behind the scenes, which you do very well. Um, <laughs> so talk to me about your um, educational journey. Um, you are degreed, you are certified. <laughs> uh, tell me why uh, you chose your major um, and uh what you thought that would uh help you do or like what 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 was that yeah. process like so i think the educational journey i'm going to take it back so i started undergrad at 16 um going on 17 wow. <laughs> so smart, smart. Uh, <laughs> um i think it's a little bit of of both like i always had the drive like i knew going back to your question of success like I always felt like to be successful, I needed to get out of the environment that I was in, right? Mm-hmm. So growing up to immigrant parents, like, it was just always like, all right, you just got to do your thing. Like, my family's from Guyana, and it was just kind of like, all right, I'm just going to mind my business, and to be successful means to go to college, because they never went to college, right? right? So at 16, when growing up in New York City, when I didn't have opportunities, I've always had a mindset of, like things aren't just handed to you right like and you have to make use of the tools and resources you have so at 16 when I was at a high school with limited resources no AP classes none of that instead of just falling into the system essentially and just using my circumstances as a cop-out I was just like let me work harder so I graduated a year early from high school and like (laughs) <laughs> always been grinding from a young age <laughs> so I graduated <laughs> a year early 
And that was partially due to um, having people that believed in me, mm-hmm. having people in that environment that were just like, well, you could do so much more than this. And that's why I do think it's important, like, especially like, for us to tell kids and show kids like other examples of like, this is like, you can be successful beyond what is shown to you in these four walls. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So that's really like, that was a very pivotal point in my journey where mm-hmm. I had someone that was just like, you don't like, you're not for lack of a better word, but like more than this, you don't have mm-hmm. to settle for this. Yeah. And then me growing up in a, I'm the youngest of five. None of my siblings went to college, like finished college at the time or went away to college. Mm-hmm. So I, now I have people that are just like my world, the opportunities that I knew existed. Like I never knew about going away to college or none of that. Right. Mm-hmm. It was just, all right, your parents immigrated. So that in itself is a success. They're here mm-hmm. in the U.S. So you go yeah. to college, even if it's community college, they don't have the tools or resources. To yeah. tell you and guide you, like, all right, here's a private institution, a state institution, a community co- Like, they don't even understand that world, right? Right, Because yeah. they never even, like, graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, so from there on, I had people tell me, these are the different things, these are the opportunities that exist. I went away to college, went to the University of Albany. If everybody's on here, y'all know, UA. But <laughs> University of Albany for undergrad at 16 going on 17. Um, Girl. And I'm just always like, when I set my mind to something, I was going to do it. So going back to like success, like I knew I could only be successful if I left the environment I was in. That's how I felt. Um, So I went to University of Albany, went in undecided. Undecided. I was just like, all right, so what I'm going to do is take these gen ed and explore. That's it. <laughs> um, and then that was the best thing I could have done. Um, the end of my freshman year, I declared myself a globalization studies major. Uh, yeah. So. And why? What What led you there? So, uh, U Albany had a globalization major, which was pretty new, and I just really like liked it because it was just learning about new cultures and different mm-hmm. countries, and it was like they didn't have an international relations major, but they had a globalization okay. studies major. So I was like, all right, let's see. Like, I'm gonna do this. Loved it. But then going back to the success, right? Society, everyone around me, like the bug was in my ear. It's like, what is a globalization major? What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? (laughs) Yeah, like, how can you be successful with that? So then this is where the the younger Raj with the law comes in and was like, well, I've always wanted to help people. And as I sat in classrooms and, like, looked around, I was constantly being reminded of, like, I don't fit in essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And that there's people in higher positions that are making decisions for our community, black and brown people, right? So that led me to go into public policy. So then I double majored in public policy management. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> I went into public policy. And for me, the whole thought process behind that was just, I want to be the ones making the legislation i'm tired of being the ones following it and complaining about it that it doesn't suit us and young naive raj at the time is just like but i always know i wanted to make change right so it it was constantly a reminder though because i would look around in my classroom at like 18 19 and i'm surrounded by a lot of white male and that was just like a constant reminder to me that like these are the people that are setting our reforms 
And society tells us we need to go into STEM. We need yeah. to be, we need to go into science, technology, engineering, math, right? Because these are the jobs that exist. Yeah. But yeah, there's still a small percentage of people that are still going to the humanities and doing law and legislation and governmental work. But yeah. who are those people? And that for me at a young age, like I realized that. And I was just like, like, okay. That. Yeah. And I was just like, how can we create change if we're not in the room, right? Mm-hmm. So at a young age, that's where like my thought process, my mind has always been everywhere. People that know me. always been advanced, okay? <laughs> Jeez, you were saying 18 making these decisions? Yeah. I and then going to class, but we're not different. It, this is not about me today. So it was just like that whole thing. And then that's where, like, so since I was a baby, I was going to Guyana back and forth. So, like, traveling was always in, like, my spirit, essentially, mm-hmm. right? The fact that I'm the only one in my family that was born, like, here in the U.S., so I'm always going back to Guyana. Um, and I think that was very, like, that was, like, one of the best things I can say for me, and it has for really sure. shaped my perspective of everything. And then now when it came to just in college, I was just like, all right, like, let's try to travel. Ended up uh, sophomore year, went to India for a month. And that was strategic. I don't know if anybody on here that has Caribbean parents or brown parents, y'all. That was strategic. So I was like, all right, if I go to India, I can convince them I go to India. Mm. After that, I can go anywhere. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, my parents are going to be like, because oh, my family is Hindu. And I was just like, all right, let me be strategic about this, all right? Chestnut checkers, right? That's it, that's it. <laughs> so I was like, once I go to India first, like, They'll be happy with that. I can go anywhere. The world is your oyster for sure. Went to India for a month. Did a whole, like, study, like, sustainable development out there. Was living in the villages. Just teaching kids. The whole, yeah, everything. For a month. Flash forward the next year, the travel bug kicked in again. Uh And that's when I went to South Africa. And then I lived in Cape Town for six months. And that was just, like, that was where it was, like, I started really discovering and learning who I was mm-hmm. I was like 19 living in Cape Town but also I think um I think that this is a good point uh to pause for a second um and let's talk about the importance of the exposure right mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before offline that um most children um aren't exposed to traveling even without a state right and so, or they're blocked sometimes. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what do you think um, you gained? I mean, besides exposure and having <laughs> the time of your life living six months in South Africa. But like, <laughs> why are you now such a big proponent of travel abroad? Yeah, I think, so going back to your point, um, and I mentioned this earlier, where it's just like, our kids don't know what else exists. And not just kids, like our community in general. Black and brown mm-hmm. people do not travel because we have so many other challenges, mm-hmm. right? So we, like, traveling, we tend to look at traveling as a luxury, mm-hmm. right? Whereas my mindset is I feel like traveling should be an essential. Like, that is something that allows you to, just traveling allows you to really tap into who you are and learn different things about yourself that you don't even know exist. Sure. Um, like, especially traveling alone, like, there's different skills that, like, kicks in, like, survivor skills and all these things. But also, like, we've talked about this offline a lot, where it's just traveling allows you to experience the culture for yourself. 
It allows you to be the narrator of what you think that country is, your perspective of that country, as opposed to what people tell you and the experiences people are going to tell you. Experiencing it for yourself allows you to really see it for yourself, engage engage in it, and really it's just, it changes your mindset, everything, and it allows you to really see and understand people more from a humanity standpoint, right? At the end of the day, like, we're all humans, as cliche as it is, right? That's the truth. That's really it. (laughs) When you allow yourself, but there's also two parts to that, right? Because you can go and travel and stay on the resort and do those things, right? So I think the other important part is to immerse yourself in the culture or in the environments that you're you're visiting. Um, Okay, so let's go back. So you've lived outside of the U.S. for quite some time. Uh, You've got some awesome experience uh, experiences under your belt in uh, this this summer uh, if my memory serves me correctly you wrapped up a grad degree and certificate for two so let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about that why did you feel the need to um, go back to school what did you study and why yeah so I finished undergrad in 2018, May 2018, and that year, yes, yes, I was 12, actually, Um, but I finished undergrad, and that whole year, it was just, I was just, like, struggling to figure out, like, what am I going to do, like, and usually when I'm at a crossroads, like, I try to just escape, right, so, that year, I ended up traveling some more. <laughs> went to a few places in Europe, went to Guyana, spent some time. But then I was just kind of like, but what am I doing? Like, what's mm-hmm. next? Um, career-wise, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I kid you not, I don't know if she's on, on this live, but one of my friends literally called me one day. And she was just like, oh, let's get our master's. <laughs> right? I love that. <laughs> she was just like, let's just get uh like a degree in marketing and I was just like that makes so much sense because in undergrad I've always been very involved in student orgs I was even on uh eboard doing marketing chair like things like that and I was just like I've always enjoyed uh being creative but I've never really applied it um I just saw it here it's called (laughs) let's get an MBA (laughs) But (laughs) I've always, like, I just go with my intuition with a lot of things. And that phone call for me was just kind of like, this is it. This is a sign. Mm -hmm. And going back to what I was saying with when I'm at a crossroads where I'm frustrated, I try to escape, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, I say escape, but I'm trying to shift the narrative. I don't think it's escaping. I just think I'm being pushed into another direction. For sure. It's Um, time to make a shift. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, I don't think New York is it right now for me. Like, I was getting frustrated, living at home. Um, I moved out at 16. Like, <laughs> it was just like coming back, That's living at home. a hard adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a lot. So, I just applied to schools. Me and my friend applied to all the same schools. So, we had this pact. We said, we're going to apply to all the same schools. Whatever happens, happens. If we end up in the same school together, this is what we go do. Um and we were very intentional when we were looking at programs. Mm-hmm. We looked at programs that were cost, like, cost of living was, like, mm-hmm. affordable. So we were like, we wanted to go to a new state, but we also wanted to go somewhere warm. 
So the realty is this this I, this chess game is getting more intense. <laughs> like, let me lean in. The realty is so I, I apply to uh University of Houston. But I'm gonna be a Texas gal, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh University of Austin. Okay. Okay. And Georgia State, just three schools. I was like, if it happens, it happens. That's it. Mm-hmm. Deep down, I wanted to go to Georgia State. From the jump, I just knew, like, the thought and the just the idea of living in Atlanta was what was pulling me. For sure. I didn't know why I wanted to go to Atlanta. I didn't know none of that. I didn't know why I wanted to do marketing, first of all, either, or what I was going to do in marketing. But that's, that's a whole other. We could get into that a little bit. But... Okay. <laughs> We so everything just aligned. Um, I I found out I got into Georgia State. Like the first school, I found out I didn't get into uh, University of Austin, and that I didn't get into Houston. And I said, "All right, listen, God, listen. If this is what it's meant to be, I was like, it doesn't even matter if I didn't get into Houston or Austin because you didn't want to go there anyways. It was just the the security blanket, right? Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, it's like I just wanted to go to Atlanta regardless. So I was putting all that energy into a plan B, whereas I knew what the plan A was from the day one. Uh-oh, and I, I was convincing I feel a word coming. <laughs> I feel a word coming. Let me catch it. <laughs> Listen, I knew what it was from the jump, right? But the fear that, like, of just having that one option was like, let me just, all right, let me have a plan B. And a lot of times we do that, right? We overextend ourselves putting like plan B, C, D, all these different options. And whereas we should be taking all that energy and just going for the plan A, putting all that energy into plan A and see what happens. Because the worst is that it doesn't happen. And then you move on to plan B. But a lot of times we're like, let's just have a security blanket as we're going for our dreams or our goals. And that's exactly what I did. And God was just like, listen, you're not going to Texas. <laughs> you're not going to Texas. Stop playing yourself. You are not going to Texas. You're going to Atlanta. Found out um, I was going to Atlanta. Got my acceptance letter in June. Uh, ending of June. Never been to Atlanta a day in my life, y'all. When I tell y'all, I just go with my intuition. <laughs> I never to Atlanta a day in my life, but applied to go to school. Right? right? I was just like, all right, I'm going to Atlanta. Found an apartment online. Never seen this apartment a day in my life, physically nothing. Packed my suitcases, got accepted, moved to Atlanta like the first or second week of August. Uh, So it's like six weeks. I had to get an apartment, everything. Packed my bags, pulled up to, you know, Atlanta. Pulled up to the airport. I was like, "Oh, this is a cute airport." But oh, was your was your did your friend come with you? Um, to where? So what do you mean? Did like, you guys both get accepted? No, my friend is in Houston, right? <laughs> Plot twist, right? Okay, okay, okay. I think, okay, the pack. Okay, keep going. Right. Well, we were just like, where we get accepted to, and whatever makes sense. Okay. It right? wasn't to get. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So it was just also like, what happens? Like, we'll figure it out. But it was just like. We're going to get these are the same. Like we all, yeah, we both were like, all right, these are the three schools that we both like. Um, Got it. Once Atlanta pulled up with two suitcases, my sister came with me f- for like the weekend. Pulled up. I literally remember this so vividly. It was a year ago, last August. Pulled up to this apartment. Got well. Pulled up to the airport. Got a rental car. 
Drove to his apartment, never seen it a day in my life. Are you even old enough my... to get a rental car? <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Keep going. My sister was with me, okay? All right, my all right, sister was with me, all right? Okay. <laughs> so, okay, sorry. <laughs> pulled up to Atlanta, went to this little apartment complex, never seen it in person, picked up the keys, and that was it. I was like, this is what we're going to do for the next year. Like it or not, if you hate Atlanta, you wow. hear this for a year, right? Wow. Two suitcases. Walked into an empty apartment, no furniture, nothing. Had a rental car just for the weekend with my sister there. Went to Walmart, got everything, got a blow of mattress, and this is it. Like this is like this is a new chapter. This is what we're about to do. Um and right. and that's just how Atlanta just happened. Like never was familiar with it. Like don't even know anyone in Atlanta at the time. No one. Like never wow. visited nothing. But I've never been afraid <laughs> to like move. That's one thing yeah, I'll say. I love like, that. And then my thing was also like, sis, you've lived in Cape Town for six months. You'll be all right. <laughs> like, what's, what else what's you got the, to lose? What's the worst that could happen? At least you're domestic. You could always just hop right back. Right. Home, take the train, the bus. Like, nobody's the water needs to be crossed. Um, okay. So you're in Atlanta. You're doing this marketing thing. Tell us about some of the experiences that you had. I feel like there's a California story that needs to be shared. <laughs> So, y'all remember when I said I didn't know what I wanted to do in marketing? Went to Atlanta and still didn't know what I wanted to do in marketing, right? <laughs> but I just let, I, as I said, like, I let just my intuition guide me, and I pay attention to the universe, the signs that the universe gives me. And it was three, four weeks in, and just started my program. Like, as soon as I went out to Atlanta, I started the next week, right? I had no furniture, nothing in my apartment. And I was just like, listen... I'm about to just, like, I need to meet new people, right? Mm -hmm. I see some people from my, like, tapping in from school. It's funny. But, <laughs> but what's up? I was just like, all right, I need to meet new people. And the universe will have it. I said that. The next day, I'm on Instagram scrolling, y'all. Sometimes Instagram could be your friend, y'all. I'm just trying to tell you. Sometimes just, it works. <laughs> just scrolling. And I see, ironically, the, the student association president from my undergrad posted on her story, the op Valicia's post, our girl V posted this flyer to volunteer at the Revolt Summit under Ween. Mind you. Wow. Didn't know what Ween was. Wow. Didn't even know what the Revolt Summit was, to be honest. None of wow. that. Right? This is second week of September. It's only been a month I've been out there. I was just like, I don't even know what this is, but you know what? This sounds dope. I'm going to anyway. Let's do it. <laughs> don't even know who Valicia is at the time. Nothing. Wow. Like, so applied. I sent them this little form, filled it out. They're like, the next day, congrats. You've been like, like this volunteer. I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to do this. Pulled up to the Revolt Summit in Atlanta. Don't know what it was. Changed my life. I love this Changed part. my life completely. Just. It went from, I didn't even know I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. I didn't even know, like, this is an industry to pursue. These career opportunities existed. Even backtracking to even, like, like, Valicia, to be honest. Like, the test of it is, the real story is, I just never even knew you could, like, merge those passions. Because mm -hmm. here I am with the public policy and globalization now doing marketing. And then I saw this post, and I was just like, oh, this is dope. 
started following Alicia's like career path, all these things. And I was just like, this is really scary. Cause I started reading her book and it was just like, I moved out to Atlanta in undergrad and started chasing this entertainment dream. And just, like it was just like, whoa, what is happening? And as I'm reading her book, like I'm finding people like she's talking about like Shanti Das and all these things. And it's just like I've never seen people that look like me that are doing things like this. Or I never even knew careers like this existed. existed yeah. Right? So did the whole thing went to Revolt Summit three days in Atlanta in the hot sun, y'all. When I tell you, Atlanta showed up that weekend. <laughs> Atlanta said, listen, we gonna show up and show out in the hot sun. And I was just, those three days, that was literally just, it was like two years of experience, if I'm being real. Right? Um, and I've always just been very intentional. I've always been like, I just honestly just like helping people. That was it. So I showed up in that space as just, hey, you need help? Like, what do you need help with? It was never like, I'm here because I'm trying to do entertainment. And I, like, the entertainment industry found me. I didn't seek it. That's, okay. that's the real tea. The tea was like, it was never something I pursued, but I was, it attracted me. Didn't know what Ween was meant of that. Like, met Sierra Brooks, one of my favorite people in the world, shy, like all these people, Ween graduates didn't know what we was and they were just like hey like we is this program and like this and then that was the reason I was even there was because we had volunteer opportunities and I the bug was just in my ear constantly constantly wean 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 and I was just like whatever like <laughs> what, what is this right yeah what is this what are people talking about weed I'm just showing up I'm helping life changed I went from the first day working with like some of the producers for revolt to like the second day, just like being like backstage in the VIP uh, lounge working and like talking to and interacting with like everybody was there, like Remy Ma, like like everybody, Mona Scott, Angela Yee, like every single person you could think about was there the second day. Third day wasn't on the schedule. And this is where I'm gonna tell y'all, like show up and stay ready. Third day, I was not on the schedule, but I showed up to the summit anyway with my shirt, the volunteer shirt. And as I walked into the entrance, Sierra's walking by with the staffers band and just gives me a band. And she was just like, here. And I was just like, I'm not on schedule. And then she was just like, oh. And I was just like, well, I'm around here anyway, right? Mm. Like an hour later, I get a text. I need two people to help me. Lord would have it. That day was just the most craziest day of the Revolt Summit. That's when, I know y'all seen the clip with uh, Killer Mike, T.I., the whole um, viral clip that happened the whole time and everything. Mm -hmm. I went from not being on the schedule that day to being backstage that day, the whole day, and just being there with everybody. And <laughs> the funny thing is, I was telling you how, like, I was reading, like, these books and, like, Shanti Das and stuff to literally having to escort Shanti Das and all these different people backstage and everywhere right and it, it was just very like it was insane like I, I couldn't have written the chapter to be honest like insane. I, and I think <laughs> I think that yeah it's like super cool right you were backstage and doing all these things but I think the most um uh, the most exciting part of this story to me is that it just proves to me time and time again that when you go into things with an open heart, open mind, and with an attitude of service, um, that 
the doors are always opening for you, right? And when your intentions are pure and you uh, just want to learn, right? You just want to be yeah. a, a servant. And I think um, timing is everything, right? And I think that uh, your connections and networking uh, are are important and being like likable, like, oh, so yeah. important. And I think um, I love hearing this story because it just exhibits all of those things. Yeah. All of it's, those things. Definitely. I think I, I went into the whole thing with just, I'm just here to learn. I just, like, I'm just here to learn. And I'm not, I'm just here to just meet people, like build relationships. I'm in a new city. I don't know anyone, right? And then just going off of that, when the opportunity came, like, to go to LA a, a month later, I was just like, I'm booking this flight. Like, and it's just also, like, realizing and understanding that you have to invest in yourself when you see the opportunity like present itself yeah it wasn't aligned in terms of like financially it was it was risky I I was just like let me book a ticket I flew out to LA I'm in grad school mind you I'm in grad school it's all this is happening right <laughs> in grad school like have finals like in the way my program was set up it was like eight weeks so went out to LA to the revolt summit came went for like two and a half three days came back got back to Atlanta that afternoon at like three had a final at 5 30 but <laughs> it was just you, like you're super smart it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> but just even like going back to uh LA right as you said like show up with the attitude of like servitude right so mm -hmm. I'm here to serve um and that was just the mindset that I went in with and it was the same thing like LA was just even like crazier because there were so many obstacles throughout but yeah, I just kept showing up like I'm here to help, right? And I went from the night before the summit, just showing up and doing a walk through the venue and bumping into Sierra again, right? Or, and then bumping into and then just saying like, hey, y'all need help? And like, just things like that. So if you see somebody needs help, just showing up, right? And that allowed me to work with Lenny S and helping him put up his whole like, his whole visual exhibit. I don't know if you guys seen the LA, like the Rock Nation. They did the whole like mm -hmm. exhibit at like we were just putting those up, and then just the next day at Revolt, like one of the production um uh people like remembered me because I did the like the Be Heard auditions in Atlanta. So she yeah. was just like, "Hey, can you help me do this?" And it was just like, "I don't even need to explain to you what to do because you already know how to do this. Like we we did this in Atlanta already. Just." tell them what to do essentially help everyone else like explain it to them and it was just the same thing and then the funny thing is was like Valicia was at the LA one <laughs> and, 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 it was just... and now you really know who she is <laughs> <laughs> now I, I really know who she is right because it's I've been doing the work I've been doing mm -hmm. the research right and it's just when you find and it was never from a place of I want to know who this is it was always just genuinely I was just interested in it Right. So I've just started researching people and learning because it was just like a whole new world was opened up to me. Like here are people like I never even knew existed. They're doing like really dope things like Felicia was doing like diversity and inclusion. I was just like, that's a job. You could be doing that. Like what? Like these yeah. are careers. I never knew this existed. And I just started showing up and Felicia was there. And I just really believe in alignment and timing. And the funny thing is, I didn't even get to meet Valicia at that summit. Wow. And it was just weird how that happened. Flash forward, here I am, a graduate of the Ween Academy. Ween Didn't Academy. even, like, wasn't even going to apply to the Ween Academy, y'all. 
Like, if y'all know the story, like, I was not going to apply. The morning of, I was not going to get up. Like, I was on the bed, and I said, what am I doing? I'm not even trying to do entertainment. Wow. Wow. And here you are. Here we are. Here we are. 2020 graduates. And I definitely definitely should not have been been a graduate, but... Uh, the way the way the world and the Lord's all fit. Here we are, and I love that. Um, yeah, actually, Tiara and I both were sort of like, eh, maybe not, but this it was meant to be. While I wasn't. The funny thing is, like, COVID worked in my favor because I wouldn't have even thought about me. Like, even as people were planting the bug in my ear, like I didn't even think about it because it wasn't possible. I was supposed to be in Atlanta until. Right the ending of July right? because of my grad program. Right, that's right. And how Ween is traditionally set up, you would, have, you would have had to be in New York. And yep. same for me, I was out of the age range. So there's that. Um, so Raj, tell me, what is your idea of success now? Um, do you, or do you have a, mm. a, a different idea of what success is now? If mm. you don't have like a definition? Um. I think so growing up, like, as I said, like, I think success was like the accolades, right? Mm -hmm. The influence. Um, But like now, like for me, success is, it's less of the influence and more about the impact. Mm -hmm. So like, I just like, I'm successful if one person on this call could like remember something that helps them. Like, you know what I mean? Like successful is about being able to make an impact and that impact will lead to other people being impacted to me. So it's just like being happy like what brings you joy what makes you happy like that is success success is being able to influence not influ- not being the influencer but being able to influence people to be happy to yeah. bring joy to themselves and success is like constantly changing too right yeah so like my definition of, of success for this week could be different it's whatever expectations you set right so that's how you define success everybody's definition of success will differ but for me right now I think success is I'm, I'm trying to figure it out I'm learning like I I don't know what the next chapter looks like to be mm-hmm. successful because mm-hmm. I'm like closing out a chapter right now and I'm in this very like in between transitional phase right now of I just graduated but yet we're living in a world where coronavirus is happening, right? And this time was supposed to be, like, the best time in my life. Society tells yeah. you go to college, get your degree, then you come out and you'll get a job, right? So now here I am, two degrees, like, <laughs> and then this is the world that we exist in. So it's always staying abreast to it and just keep mm-hmm. going. And, like, just whatever makes you happy, that's what success is, to be honest. And so you just said, keep going. So you have already shared with us that you graduated from college. I mean, from high school, you're early, you double majored, you are awesome, right? Um, and not that people who don't, whatever, I'm not explaining myself, <laughs> but you are dope, okay? I can say that confidently. And so I want to know what keeps you going, right? Because, uh having a double major like you've you've accomplished a lot of great things but I am certain that it wasn't without you know um, obstacles or strife so what are some of the tips and motivators that you used mm. to get you where you are today this is a hard one y'all 
ooh, I should be prepared for this. <laughs> I I don't know. There's like there's like a specific like tip, right? For me, it's um, I just always know I want to always outdo myself. Like I know that I am in competition with just myself, right? So what you would what I accomplished, okay, I accomplished it. That's, that's the bar. But that means I can keep going because I was able to accomplish it, right? So I think especially when you're feeling down, all those things is just like, remember, like, what is the core of what you're trying to do? What is your purpose, right? Um, for me, like, I know I was, like, my purpose is to have an impact. And not just an impact, like, I want to amplify black and brown voices, right? I want to be that person that shows kids and people in um, communities that they too can have opportunities and dream beyond their environment, that their environment is not just, <laughs> is not just like the definition of how far they can be successful, right? And, and that's what we're seeing right now more than ever, especially with the digital age, right? Success transcends beyond the streets and neighborhoods that you live in. Success could be anything. Like you could be successful in a digital space and see so many more opportunities. And it's so important for us to continue to show people the other opportunities that exist. So I think to keep going, um, I don't even think I answered your question, but what I'll say is, yeah, I'll just keep going just every day. I know it's hard right now, right? It's hard. But every day when you wake up, like, just know that you made it further than you did yesterday. Mm. Just keep going. And that goal, that dream that's so, like, impossible, it gets it gets better and you get closer to it with just one little step, like one little pebble at a time. Love that. Love that. So briefly, I want to talk about your boutique. uh, Sorry, uh, y'all going to hear a lot going on. Y'all don't Teddy Riley me with this Wi-Fi. They're, they're doing construction, so you guys You're may fine. hear a lot of voices in the background. Sorry. Yeah, everything is fine. <laughs> everything is fine. I feel like you interrupted me on purpose because you no, didn't I did want it, I did me it. to go. go ahead, I like go you ahead. didn't want me to go there, but I'm going no, go there ahead. anyway. No, go ahead. It was a, start, start from the beginning now because I didn't hear oh. oh, I was. Don't you worry. So I want to talk briefly about your new endeavors, right? You've graduated. Mm. We've graduated from school. Uh, we're getting some price sheets together. <laughs> yes. For all of the things that you've learned um, and can help other people with. And so one of the things that I know you're interested in is um, being my CMO. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why don't you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> so I've Why been working with... Yes the amateur expert y'all on helping her uh build affirmed armor if you haven't checked it out check it out uh follow the page affirmed armor i heard there's something coming out this week i heard friday uh-oh. Uh-oh. there's a little uh-oh. heat dropping but i'm just saying that's all i heard that's what i heard through the grapevine but listen that i just enjoy helping people see their visions come to life and as Ashley was saying, right now I have been freelancing, um, applying what I've learned through my graduate degree. So I got a graduate degree in marketing with a graduate certificate in brand and customer management. Um, but I dabble in a lot of little things, you know? 
<laughs> I dabble, I dabble in the things here. As there. a Wien graduate, Wien teaches you to be very versatile, right? So I I'm very in tune with the trend. So I can help you bring your vision to life. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just want you to know that that is going to be the soundbite that I use for this episode. <laughs> thank you. Um, no, but in all seriousness, um, yeah. I want to thank you for doing the show, right? Um, you are in a, a, a place of transition, but you also are um, helping so many people right now, right? Yeah. And so I'm excited to have um, gone through the WEAN program with you. I'm excited to see what's next for you in LA because I'm claiming it. Um, <laughs> but also, um, you know that I'm the amateur expert and I claim to know a little bit about a lot. So my dear Raj, although you have Ooh. given us so much good info, I need a little tip. I need a fun fact. I need something. And I think it should be a marketing something. Wait a minute now. I didn't know we were gonna. <laughs> okay, fine. It could be whatever, oh, I may I may follow up with with a second. Uh, we, could, we could go into marketing and talk about that, but I'm trying to think about a little tidbit, a random um, something. A fun this fact. Hard. Like, like a marketing or branding something for Instagram or Facebook or a trend something. I don't know. Teach us, some, teach, teach us something. Teach, teach the people them, huh? The people them need something. <laughs> and, but only give us a taste Right, I was gonna say hey, right, TT, right, right. Because... To... So this is what we gonna do. This is what we gonna do. I'll give you a random travel fact. Okay. Let's reel it in. Okay. Right. All right. We'll and now it. we I'll could we it. could do a little if y'all really wanna know some marketing stuff, we y'all can ask some questions in the comments and I'll give the people okay. them some some free, you know, little gems if they want to. I like it. I um, like it. I like it. But let's see, a random travel fact. Oh, I know. So because my family's Caribbean, I'll give you a little Caribbean history fact. And Melissa, if you on this, this, you can confirm it, right? So St. Lucia is actually the only country named after a female. Ooh. That's what I heard, though. I... Don't quote me on it, though, if it's not true. <laughs> Oh no! But Raj said, <laughs> oh no! This that's good. I have I one never even would have thought about that. Two never would have guessed that 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 was the one. That is amazing, Raj. Round of uh, right. Applause. See, sometimes the people don't even know what they need. You see, Listen, you were trying to get marketing, what... but <laughs> and this is why. This is why you're my CMO because you just get me what I need when I need it, and it's always bomb. Um, Raj, this has been amazing. No questions have come up, so oh y'all don't want to know nothing. Y'all want to y'all can ask me anything oh, random. Here she go. Tiara has a question. How should one go about creating their aesthetic for Instagram? Aesthetic. So, what I would say is what I what I tell my clients. Me, um, I am. I am the client. <laughs> I am her. She is me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think before you even get to the point of aesthetics, like it's really digging deep to the core of what is it you're trying to accomplish, right? 
So if your messaging is there, going back to what I said before, um, in terms of just really being authentic, being genuine, um, people will resonate with the messaging and the the visuals and the graphics and stuff like that is just all just little elements or just like think of it as like first you need to know what the dish is what is the meal you're trying to create and the aesthetics and the instagram and the facebook strategy and all that are just seasonings right because we season our food over here okay um we are about (laughs) the salt all about it right so first out just before you even get to that because a lot of people i think a lot of people think marketing is social media marketing and that's another thing um, so with any product you're launching, any brand, first dig deep with what is the core messaging. And that's so important right now because like the world has shifted where, uh, millennials and like Gen Z, like we see right through that. We see right through the surface level of these strategies. Like where people are no longer, like people are not robots, right? As much as we're so digitally tuned in. People want to resonate with emotions and feelings and messaging. So as a product, as a brand, whatever you're doing, make sure your messaging is intact. And we see that right now with the climate, with coronavirus, everything. The companies that are successful are the ones that are actually being authentic and genuine. And that goes back to diversity and inclusion as well. We see all these DEI roles opening up, right? Mm -hmm. So that should be, especially anyone like building out a company right now, um, I would say don't you you're at a you're at such like an amazing like like crossroads right now it seems like a crossroads but like if you're launching a business or a product right now you have the tools to do it the right way Mm -hmm. a lot of these companies a lot of these people that exist are adapting by doing damage control but you have an empty canvas So take away the whole traditional, like, my social media needs to be this way and this and this and this, and just dig deep. And, like, the same way you need to dig deep with yourself, like, what is my purpose? What is, like, I'm trying to do, like, dig deep in terms of, like, what is the purpose of this product? And what is this product trying to do? What service? Going back to our conversation earlier, right? Like, going in with an attitude of service. What is this product? What is this brand doing for people? What need is it satisfying? And start there. And one of the things, because I have one of those aesthetics where I have all things like in a row, and Raj mentioned very nicely that (laughs) typically when someone is scrolling through Instagram, they're just going to like the photo and go. So it doesn't necessarily matter that you have the line, although it is aesthetically pleasing, it doesn't necessarily matter. Um, The, there was another question that came up, you mentioned COVID. So I'll pull it up because it's in the box. You see it there? Mm -hmm. COVID has changed the game. How has marketing changed in this new world? So I I will give him a little heat for this, my friend, but let me not. (laughs) I feel like I I pretty much, uh, going back to what I was saying, right? Um, So COVID, I don't think it has changed the game. I just think COVID has exposed the wounds of the game. Um. For so long, traditional marketing has been, let me just put a Band-Aid on the problem, right? Mm -hmm. But what COVID, and not just COVID, we're seeing our current social climate is doing. Going back to my point of uh, millennials and Gen Zs are are very much more the generation that are like, we're going to put boots in the ground. We're going to demand change, right? So what we have seen, what has happened is 
people are holding people accountable or holding companies accountable. So the surface level, like, DEI should be in everything you do. DEI is not a role. It's not a trend that's happening right now, right? Diversity, equity, and inclusion needs to be in every single thing you do, every product, every brand. doesn't matter what service you're doing on all levels. And that's not just – when we say DEI, we're not just talking like black and brown, more black and brown people. We're talking about it, – it's bigger than that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, society wants us to think, like, for so long, traditional companies have just been like, okay, we have more black people and Hispanics. and br-. Like, okay, but, like, are you doing the work? What is the work being done? Um and that's not just like, okay, you're just checking a box again, right? So traditionally marketing, like marketers, companies will react towards certain things by creating a campaign. So, oh, there's this Black whole, History Month. Yeah, like let's do a Black History Month campaign mm-hmm. and let's do a, oh, like we didn't mean to like put like all our models that were white. So let's launch another <laughs> <laughs> or like what was it it was I forgot what company it was but they did like the whole like um like like a lot of companies are doing this like when the beginning of COVID we saw like when they were just like hey we're gonna put a black model but it just doesn't make sense uh, or just like things like that I think like uh Fashion Nova or maybe it was something else in the beginning like a few months back like just it was just a hot mess yeah but people are just adapting they think by adapting to just like doing what people want to see going back to I think Tierra said it right so aesthetics like visually that's what we want to see but we don't just want to see it anymore we want to know we want to really we want to see the data that's what we want to see we don't want to see the graphics we want to see the data that's where we're at that's what COVID has shifted right COVID has allowed us to have a lot more consumer data that we have ever even knew existed right so ai has allowed us for that COVID is allowing for that where we're also consumer behaviors has shifted so i think um he said that um like what has shifted consumer behavior has shifted so people going back to what i was telling you ash like when we're scrolling on instagram right we have a lot of us are home we're not necessarily going to i can speak for myself like are we going to that page like, are we going to your profile? And I'm like, all right, this is a cute little profile. Like, you have one, this color scheme is cute. I'm just scrolling. Like, I'm double tapping. Scrolling, double tapping, going. going, right? But what COVID has also done is consumer behavior has shifted to um, video content. So mm-hmm. I know someone, I think someone asked something about, like, Instagram Making stories. it more engaging. Yep. Can yeah, I, engagement. Uh, how can you make Instagram stories and blog posts more uh, engaging? So what I would say is, the consumer behavior and not just consumer behavior, these tech companies and companies are shifting to video content. Mm-hmm. So Instagram Reels, y'all, get on the wave because Instagram has shifted their algorithms to push that feature with everything, with any company, right? If you have a new product, you're going to allocate more resources to push mm-hmm. that, right? So Instagram launched a new product, Reels, obviously their algorithm is going to shift to push that. So people that are engaging with that content, that type of product, will you'll see their engagement increase. And then with COVID, we all, everybody became um, like videographers, right? Everybody, oh, sure. everybody's a director, everybody's a creative. And it doesn't even matter if you have two followers, you have a platform. Yeah, right. that's all right. So right. And then... Um, 
do 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 what to people, to help you. Uh, <laughs> what do people get wrong when they think about mm. oh, I think did you answer this already sort of but not really uh sort of I think uh traditional what was it it was what do people get wrong about traditional marketing um so I guess like people a lot of times people think of marketing is just like just to get like sales like obviously marketing is to increase sales right but I don't, I don't want to say like what people get wrong because I don't even like how that's phrased. <laughs> I just think like similar to what you said, I did kind of answer it. Like traditional marketing has shifted to now. Like now it's a whole different playing field. It's a whole different um, territory where, um, I, and I think I have I see some marketing people tapping in. Some of my marketing people they could uh, talk more about this how marketing has shifted, but it has shifted right. And it has shifted because of AI. We have more consumer data and all these different things, too. So now we're able to understand our consumers a lot better. So we could really, um, I think people think marketing used to be kind of like, how do I put this? Kind of like deceiving. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like people used to like, think marketing is like traditionally it's like, well, you're just trying to persuade me to do this. Like the yeah. whole like like pyramid scheme type, Ponzi type scheme, right? So it gets a yeah. negative stigma. But sure. COVID, it has shifted where you can use uh, all this consumer data and everything, right? Going back to what I was saying before with pushing your core messaging, right? So if you know what your brand and product is trying to do, like that, and, and it's trying to like have an impact, right? You're trying to do something good then you could use all this information and allow marketing to work for you. Marketing shouldn't be like the, I think a lot of times people think of marketing is what needs to be, like you need to do, but marketing should be a tool that's working for your brand, not your brand working through it. Yeah. I love that. And so we are getting our eviction notice from the gram. We have a minute and 45 seconds left. Raj, this has been amazing. You've taught the people a lot. You've taught me a lot. You've shared your story. You've inspired at least two people for sure that were on this live. (laughs) And then when they go back to listen on the podcast, they are going to, everyone's learning something. So you are, you have been successful, right? You have been successful. So thank you. This has been a success. Now you know the you know the drill. We have to be still right. and <laughs> smile for the still. All right. Everyone, I hope that you have a great week. We will see you on Friday. I'll be going live by myself, I think. Um to talk oh. about what? Affirmed armor. Affirmed armor. Let me know. I can tap in. If y'all want an after hour um live with more marketing tips, let me know, y'all. I think I could pop back right on. I think we might need to have a rah-rah take. Right. We might have to do a post Ash uh, Amateur Expert with just a session of just just asking advice. If y'all want that, let me know. Ash and I can hop back on, right? I think that's great. (laughs) I think I think that's what we should do. So I will wrap this up and we will get started. We'll see you guys in a bit. All right. Bye. Bye.